Welcome to another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show, live in 2021. Lucian jinxed it because he said, no green, 2021. And if you are watching on the uh, Twitch, then you know how green my face is right now. (sighs) But I think Lucian is the one with egg on his face. (laughs) Insert laugh track here. Okay, Because it just blipped and then went off as if it was just trolling me. I think somebody has control of my computer. That must be what it is. Uh, Somebody on the outside. Strong possibility. Is messing with me completely. But welcome Uh, welcome to 2021. 2021. First Um, show. It's the second day. We survived the first day already. So that's a a plus. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you got to get through that first day. That's what I said to my son this morning. I'm like, congratulations. (laughs) You made it one day into 2021. Good job. You haven't fallen, fallen apart yet. We're going to double our effort for today. If we make it past two days and we'll triple our effort three exactly. days. <laughs> it can only go up, right? Yeah, it can only go up. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we talked about this last week, uh, but it's yeah. a new year and people were kind of, we were talking, what are our New Year's resolutions gaming wise? Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Lucian correctly pointed out that it was probably a good idea that we do that next week because we hadn't thought of it. <laughs> uh, but we were we were thinking about it. And so we wanted to talk about um, and I, I called it our personal gaming aspirations because I think last year, um, mm-hmm. and maybe I guess I could look at the notes from last year because we still have them. But last year, I really wanted to stream a game online, like, yeah. and I did that, and I was very excited for that. And I think I wanted to publish another thing on the DMs Guild, and I did not do that. Um, got yeah, about halfway with that. Still. still have that project sitting <laughs> in my notebook somewhere. Uh, but uh, if. And then I and then you were talking how you wanted to do like a game a month and go see a go to all of the conventions possible and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I guess I want to know what 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 do you want to do for twenty twenty one? I mean, hypothetically, we're going to get maybe back to normal Half. around like <laughs> summer, but I yeah. I'm also not putting all my eggs in that basket. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this year would be a big convention year, but I mean, maybe we rolled our money over for Gen Con. So if they announce, hey, everybody's doing their vaccinations, things are going pretty good. I guess if I have a vaccination by then, it's not as big a deal to go to, if I know me and my family have it, to maybe go to a convention at that point. Yeah. Because then you're just going to get normal convention crud versus convention crud that'll come back and, you know, harm somebody in the household. So... And we rolled our money over, so do we, you know, and that's in that August time frame. So it's definitely plenty, plenty long away. Yeah. So I think I, I want to maybe go back to Gen Con. Hopefully it's not dead. Maybe we just missed a single year and they can do it this year and they can make it work. Um, so that is an aspiration this year to get to Gen Con if possible. I will definitely, if not, play Gen Con online again this year. That was something I did last year and had a lot of fun and i want to put a little bit more effort into this year playing it again or maybe i'll run it maybe that's one of the things i'll do is i'll run a game at gen con Mm -hmm. maybe that's what i'm gonna put on my list gen con 2021 run a game online or definitely attend if it's going to be live again because it was such a good time um let me drop in frames no don't do that while you're dropping frames i'm dropping hits um no i'm not uh i also think (laughs) It was really ambitious to try to play an RPG every single month, which made, in my mind, twelve. it's only 12 projects, right? Because there's like 12 months. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think maybe shortening that down. But I definitely want to play something other than D&D this year. I want to dive into one other RPG pretty deep this year. I'm still playing Dungeons & Dragons, still keeping up on all the stuff that's going on. I'm still in my big campaign, which I think is going to go for this whole entire year. So continue to do that, which is fun. Um, but I feel like I need a deep dive into another rule setting of some sort. Jumping into another, you know, whether it's a, a Monty Cook thing and just dive back into mm-hmm. all the fans and all the 
you know, the groups that talk about that stuff and maybe jump into some of the, st- you know, really get involved with the community of that mm-hmm. um, RPG, whatever it might be. Maybe it's a Pathfinder, see how that community is going. Just kind of see how the other communities are, see the people that are in them, see the people that are talking about that stuff, see the games that are being played and where. Like you dived into the DCC stuff. Do you feel like you've tapped into the DCC community, you know, and is there that group of people now that you, you know, like we, we, we hang out with James and stuff a little bit, but he's big into DCC right now. And so he's kind of doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, that's I, another I, one. I think I have, uh, well, I, I definitely have my DCC friends. Yeah. And, um, and like I, I follow, uh, James who's, I live for crits and he does yep, really judge James. He does really cool stuff. I listen to their podcasts. Uh, my, my friend Lex Mandrake, he's big into the OSR as well. And, and he mm-hmm. likes Dungeon Crawl classics and, well, and uh, Ben likes and OSR Ben. I mean, yeah. Ben's just a, Ben Milton is a, a plethora of information on all OSR <laughs> stuff. He's really good. Um, oh yeah. Surprised that there's no alert in the, the yeah. Sorry there. Uh, show Zama 85. I usually put in, um, an alert, uh, but I forgot this morning in the discord. Um, but yeah, we, I, I, so I have my DCC friends and then there's, I'm in a couple of other communities that, um, they're like, Oh, you're, you know, YouTuber Jordan, uh, we like DCC as well. Come hang out with us. And so there's a couple of discords that I'm in, nice. um, which actually will bring me to, uh, through that discord, I made a friend who runs DCC, but he's actually going to run um, a system called Basic Fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, which is an open source RPG that is heavily inspired from the older uh, 1980s basic expert D&D stuff. Um, and he's going to run me in a game next Friday, which will be exciting. Sweet. Felix so, is excited. And too. Felix really wants to go <laughs> into the crawl space because he has learned about it now, but he's not allowed. No. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. And do you have like your Monty Cook friends or do you have uh, like uh, well, my Monty Cook people? friend was funny enough was James. J- yeah, he's Chris. really he's the one that introduced too, yeah. me. He played some games. I got to meet some of his friends. Then he introduced me to the Monty Cook crew, which is how I ended up um, running games for them at Gen Con. Oh, that's right. That first year I went. And it was kind of through him that I kind of started meeting that whole community and then got to talk to some of those people. And there's a lot of people that do that. Um, so that's that one for sure for the Monty Cook group. I've kind of been in that community a little bit. There were They were using like a Google Facebook to kind of uh, or like a Google Plus group or something that yeah. has died out recently. And James kind of moved on to DCC stuff more than he was doing his Monty Cook stuff, which was about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. The other group I dived into big was um, the Magpie group, uh, Magpie Games, which does masks and some of the um, Powered by the Apocalypse games that have been fantastic. Urban Shadows. And yeah. I love masks to death, masks a new generation to death. And I got to meet those the people that write those books. They're a small kind of you know RPG writer. There's a there's a passionate group behind them, so it's always fun to dive into another group of people that are passionate about the RPG they play. Because there's so many rooms. Like when we were walking around at Gen Con, and you would see all the rooms that would have big things. Up here's the DCC room. Here's you know Monty Cook's room, and they're running twenty tables. And then there's you know there'd be something else out there like you know some swashbuckling. I, I kept remember walking by one that was like a a high seas piratey kind of one that was in there, and there was like fifty tables in there. Mm-hmm. And there was, tons of people playing the game and then you know you might see just all these different types of rpgs that are out there that there's this big fan base that's that's around it and DD is one of them and pathfinder the pathfinder presence at any one of these conventions can be as big or bigger than a DD presence at times <laughs> well, it, when yeah. they're running their live campaign stuff and their their what do they call them um i forget living the world they, they kind of name. stuff yeah they have a name for yeah. their, their oh pathfinder society is what you're thinking yeah, yeah. there you go yeah, um, specifically, I was hanging out with Ted last last Gen Con I was able to go to, and mm-hmm. he was just, we were talking about, like, it's sad that Wizards doesn't have a presence at Gen Con anymore, um, mm-hmm. and they just, I guess they feel like they don't need to, um, and I don't know how expensive it is, but uh, it's it's so big, and if they really doubled down on their Adventure League rules... Um, Mm -hmm. which are kind of in chaos now. And I didn't, we don't need to talk about that because I don't know enough about it, but I know that people (laughs) in the, in Reddit are really upset. 
Um, but what Reddit's upset? Exactly. Hold on. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Ted was just like, check out this room, and we went into a Pathfinder Society, and it was one of the biggest rooms at Gen Con. I I didn't even know that room was there. Super organized and very yeah. organized. Tables yeah, yeah. everywhere. People doing all kinds of stuff. People playing epics. People playing just a regular adventure. Really, I mean. And I yeah. was like, this is awesome. Um, and mm-hmm. and go Paizo for doing that. Like they're they're actually really leaning heavily into their community, and that's awesome. Uh I, I it's just one of those things where I'm like, why aren't you doing this, Wizards? But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like there there's a community group that runs that stuff because even here in my my hometown, which is a pretty small town, we have our own little gaming convention that sits at the top of Western Michigan University, and it's super small. And half of it was devoted to Pathfinder Society. Like the group there organized it, ran games all day. Everything else was one table of this or one person doing that and mm-hmm. one person playing a D&D game or one person playing. And I ran a couple of games there that were, I did a mass game and I did a, um, a Powered by the Apocalypse game. But they had the other half of the room and they their community group that was organizing their, their society games was top notch. Like it was going at a small, small convention. Plus when I went to... Pax Unplugged, their room was gigantic. When I went to um, the one that's up in Wisconsin, I'm forgetting the name of it, GaryCon, mm. uh, big presence. So it was like they have a community presence that's around that I wish some of the other gaming groups did. I wish Monty Cooks was a little bit bigger. I wish some of these, even just indie ones that are playing, the, you know, whether it's, I wish um, uh, the guys from, but I guess they're in England, so it makes it hard to do, but um, Modifius has a ton of yeah. great games and if they had a great Modifius room where they were running lots of different Modifius and Star Treks and you know John Carter of Mars and Conan games and you know whatever that'd be really fun so was aliens. it um <laughs> yeah because they've got a the Dune RPG they're working on right now Modifius. yeah yeah and just so um, many good ones which Tales the books look Luke. really awesome uh was it um was it uh Unmade Gaming uh Mike um, was he the one that was telling us that his favorite RPG publisher is Free League? Or am I making that up? I think that's what he said when oh, we had him be. on. I like Free League, yeah. Yeah. So we, I was asking him, like, what type of game... And, when, and he was a guest here, and that, I'm thinking back to that. But I was asking him, like, well, what type of RPG do you like? And he's like, I'll tell you, like, I like anything by this publisher. And I think it was Free League. <laughs> yeah, and I've been reading... Um, Free League. <laughs> yeah. I've been reading Forbidden Lands. Uh, that's the, the RPG that I've been checking out lately. Um, it's over there somewhere. Lucian will find it. Anyway. I know it's over there. <laughs> Yeah, straight down there. <laughs> um, but that one is uh, a I fantasy that's a really, really good integration of uh, here's a fantasy world and here's our system. And they kind of, they help each other. Numenera does that very well, too. Like, here's mm-hmm. Numenera and here's the system or the world and the system really are a good marriage between the two. And the box set's awesome, too. Uh, yeah. Box set. And I want to try, uh, I would like to try Forbidden Lands in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through some of my RPGs and I think 2021 is when I am going to finally run invisible sun because <laughs> I have all of this what? invisible sun stuff. I've been wanting to play it for so long and I haven't tried at all. So I'm gonna... I thought this was going to be the year of a spell jammer campaign. No, <laughs> maybe that, uh... that you ran, <laughs> but no, I really want to play other systems as well. And I want to, I want to play invisible sun. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I could try that one online, but I really think I want to play it at the table. Uh, or if I do online, I don't want to stream it. I just want to have like, let, we can all figure this out together without pressure to be entertaining kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so that one might be later in the year. So, but yeah. And then I was just looking at like, I still haven't played Tales from the Loop and I really want to do that. And then Coriolis looks really good. And there's just a lot of... Anyway, Free League makes good stuff, but not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, I love reading their books. I mean, I, any books, really. Just when you get into an RPG book, there's something about reading it that your mind starts to think about the adventures you could have, the campaigns you could run, the characters you could create, the things that you could do if you just could find some friends that could spend, yeah. you know, a Wednesday evening or a Thursday evening for a couple of hours and you could all, you know, play this whatever game it is, fantasy, sci-fi, modern day, whatever, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stories out there that could be really fun. So that's why I love reading those books. And I think that's why I still do a lot of Kickstarters. That's my other thing on my list for me. I should have probably wrote my list down, but my list is re- help revive Gen Con in any way I can, which is going to it or running a game. If it's only online again, 
Um, I want to dive deep into another community of RPGs. I might probably try to dive into the Modifius group because I think I've done Monty Cook pretty well. I've done Magpie Games. I could do Path... I, maybe Pathfinder. I don't know. I'm still on the fence on that one. Um, but I, I like that idea of trying those new games. And so those are my two. And then, yeah, I don't know if I want to put any shows up promise any shows yet because i'm still at that point where that's a lot of work like you we were just talking just before the show you're we were talking about hey what can we do different like no i'm already super busy i can't do this stuff (laughs) and so you you realize that when you come up with a project idea or you decide to commit to something that there's a chunk of work that already has to fit in to the stuff that you're already doing so I don't know if there's anything else i want to to jump into but i need to do something else Mm-hmm. on the channel something so there's there's a list there that i don't know what i'm going to do yet but unnamed undetermined or to be determined show of some sort online i'll stream you know i want to yeah. stream something do something of some sort so those are my three that i had for my list i noticed your list we you were kind of spiced them in there as you as you were talking yeah no give so, us your real list now yeah, yeah give us your real uh, list. i i really want to run invisible sun and that whether yeah. that's uh, I have a I have a one shot that I could run, and so but it's it's finding the right people, mm-hmm. and and I I think about some of my gamer friends where I'm like I I don't think this is the game for them, uh, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Like there are a lot of games that are not the game for you, but I I do have a few friends that are uh, they they enjoy RPGs okay. Um, one of them that I'm thinking of in particularly has has never played, but loves weird abstract stuff. And so mm-hmm. I think like that would be the game to get them in. And they're right. just oh, and I can do all you know. And and it it is so it's so bizarre, but it it would be a lot of fun. And I just feel awkward because I spent a lot of money and I had a lot of fun reading through all the books. And although the price of Invisible Sun is high, you're also mm-hmm. getting like everything. Uh, but it's a little hard because I could have picked up just one book and flipped through it and said, "Ooh, this is going to be this is going to be a little difficult for me to run right now." So I'll shelve that you know twenty dollar book and buy the rest later if I find a group. Instead, I've bought everything because that's how it's packaged. And now well, and I'm, are you yeah. talking about a five E invisible run, or are you talking about an original edition that it came out in invisible run? Invisible Sun, which yeah. is the Monty Cook game, yeah. Not a 5e, anything. Oh, oh, The gotcha. RPG Invisible Sun. The That's RPG what I want to inv- yeah. yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking of... Um, I was thinking of a campaign world, not the RPG. Oh, gotcha. yeah, no, no. The, straight up yeah, the RPG. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to run... Which is its own world, but yeah, I want to run yeah. Invisible Sun. Did you buy the cube? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. you got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like a $300 cube, and I totally yeah. bought it like last year, a couple years ago or something, and yeah. it's just been sitting there. And I've read all of the books, and it's really awesome, but I haven't run what it What was in my so. mind was Dark Sun. Oh, yeah, yeah. cover of Dark Sun. I was like, oh, he wants to run a Mad Max game. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So how are you going to do that? And then I realized. <laughs> now, but D&D-wise, I want to run uh, my homebrew world that I spent the last month creating, and I want to like Makes define sense. that some more. So uh, there is... There is the the push to do that, um, and whether that will be um, an online game with uh, like streamed, I haven't decided yet uh, mm-hmm. because it's weird. Like I like I like streaming, but the pressure to be entertaining is odd for me, and I and I don't yeah. know if other people feel that, but I feel like I have to be like I don't like dead air. I like I want to just. I want to keep it going. And when I have to stop and look up a rule, I get frustrated with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this happened last night when we were playing DCC where I'm like, oh, I have to look up this table. I don't know where this table is. I feel underprepared. I don't like this. But mm-hmm. if I'm just casually at, with my friends, you know, they can talk about movies for a half hour while I like find the right rule or something. Yeah. Now is um, Indigar so- a campaign that's your campaign world. You spent 30 days doing it. So you're done. Mm-hmm. But was this a campaign world you were building as a campaign world to share with other dungeon masters and your overall dream is that people are running campaigns in Indigar or was this, I need my own. I'm just doing my own. I don't care if anybody else ever uses it, but I need it for mine, which uh, you got on that scale. A little of both. I think originally when I was yeah. coming up with it, I was like, Oh, I like this. Um, mm-hmm. It would be fun to have uh, another, Okay, so I think a lot of the fantasy role-playing 
settings, like Forgotten Realms, uh, Eberron, and things like that, mm-hmm. the the main difference is how you interpret magic. You know, in, in Forgotten Realms, magic is like, okay, anyone can kind of, well, not anyone, but like there's wizards and there's lots of stuff and like magic can mm-hmm. be harmful or whatever. And yeah. then uh, in Eberron, you have like, uh, magic is our friend and we use it for all kinds of stuff and we've taken it to the nth degree and that's caused problems. And then you have Dark Sun where like magic is evil and magic created <laughs> all of this desert because it literally it sucks. Just the, and it, bad. This <laughs> terrible wizard, this evil like lich wizard king is yeah. ruling over us and it's <laughs> awful. And so I, I wanted to build a world that's kind of like an in-between Forgotten Realms and Dark Sun, but not <laughs> full on the world is in um, this terrible place. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I was going with Endegar, and it kind of, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this would be fun to try and Kickstarter and publish. And like, you know, who knows if I could raise uh, three or $5,000 on Kickstarter, I could easily mm-hmm. hire an artist, get some really cool art, uh, find yeah. someone to help me with the layout, and then uh, make a book and a PDF and, and call it good. And that would be fun because I've never done a Kickstarter. I thought it'd be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, as I finished it, I found out that I, well, it's just a lot of, there's a lot going in. So I need to do a lot more work on it after this 30 day challenge. I realized that, which is good <laughs> that I did this. Um, mm-hmm. so for right now, I think it's for me and it's just for me to play in and kind of explore and, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make the world bigger in the sense of, I need to generate a whole bunch of NPCs and then place them down in certain cities. And I need to make those cities. And why are these cities here? And things like that. So mm-hmm. that if somebody did want to use it as a resource, it's a prepared resource, you know? Um, and right. so this might be long time down the road, but yeah. So, but I think the the best way to make this happen is to play in it. Cause I would, I would be very upset if I bought a campaign setting that, like, nobody had a previous adventure in, you know? Um, <laughs> they just made it to make it? Yeah, yeah, if you think about it. And and there are those campaign settings, like, people, uh, not necessarily with D&D, but, you know, people want to play in the Alien universe, or they want to play mm-hmm. in the Dresden Files universe. But yeah. those universes already have stories told in them from mm-hmm. movies and stuff like that. But if I just... Or And people like novels, like The Lord of the Rings is a great campaign setting because it already has this story going on. Uh, but if I were to just be like, here, you're like, I don't know, you know, and it's, I don't know. I wonder if that's actually, now that I think about it, I bet that's a great reason why uh, they paired novels with um, campaign settings back in the day, you know. Um, yeah, because, you had some, the Forgotten Realms novels and then you also had, yeah. yeah, you had Forgotten Realms and then you also had like, Dark Sun novels, and actually they made, like, Diablo 2 novels and things like that, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that is true. So, yeah, Um, and then finally, I want to work on uh, my OpenD6 uh, hack that I'm working on, uh, which Mm -hmm. is, I'm trying to take the OpenD6 system, um, which is an RPG that is open source and anybody can use, and you can reflavor it however you want, and I've been been whittling away at it to be... uh, what I actually want in a playtest, And it was actually a couple days ago that I had like a fake fight with the rules that I've made so far. And I put like, I'm like, okay, this guy's fighting this guy. And I would like roll my D sixes. And I was just kind of like seeing if the math worked out and what worked in my head to see if it worked on the table. Um, but it's been a lot of fun and I need to, I have a lot more writing to do with that, but uh, it's kind of like a balance. Like when I, when I get a little burnt out with Endegar writing, I'm like, Oh, I'll like work on this open thing and I get re-energized and then it kind of tips back the other way. So, yeah. So those are my awesome. three big things. My gaming aspirations is uh, I know that I'll always play five E because there's just a lot of five E games available, mm-hmm. but I want to run a homebrew Endegar five E game. I want to run invisible sun, maybe like a monthly game. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, but like a monthly game for six or seven sessions would be perfect. Like that would be a lot of fun yeah. just to like sink my teeth into it and actually play it. Um, and then I want to like really play test this open D six game. Wait, so, run invisible sun or play invisible sun. Oh, I'm going to run it. Cause I don't know okay, anybody yeah. that'll run it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're hard to d- d- people to run that. They call it the game master in that one. I haven't read through that one. Um, while, but what do it's they hard to it? find. I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, certain systems, you just have to accept the fact that if you're interested in this, you're the one. You're going to run it. (laughs) Um, And I think about that happens a lot. Uh, It happened with Dungeon Crawl Classics and it happened with uh, a lot of things. That's why we're here, I think, is that we decided that 
at, we couldn't find good enough games to get in where we could just be players all the time. So it just made sense. I'm just gonna have to run the game if I'm going to be in this hobby yeah. at all. So, and then it just builds from there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking of, uh, like mech RPGs and stuff and, uh, Lancer, oh, Lancer. and like Lancer's so cool. Um, and then, uh, the mecha hack, I was reading that a couple days ago and that's a really cool one too. Yeah. But again, I don't have friends that are like die or, or super into RPGs and super into mechs mecha. that oh, yeah. if, uh, I found that person and I'd be like, oh my gosh, you'll run this game for me. That's awesome. But in actuality, if I brought it up at a table and I'm like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this like giant robot game, most of my friends would be like, oh, I'll try that out. You know, mm-hmm. but like they're not going to seek, they're not going to run it because they're not as like gung ho yeah. for it, you know? Yeah. So. They're not coming to the table prepared because you've just said, oh, we're running this. Yeah. Here's my Robotech Veritech Fighter VF-1. <laughs> I've already kitted it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but need my, those players. <laughs> my friend, uh, my, or my game master, Nathan, we were talking about other RPGs, and he had a really good thing where he's like, I just, he he specifically in the new year, he's like, I don't want to play, um, not that D&D 5e is bad or anything, but he's like, I don't want to play another fantasy setting. Like, he's like, I want to play yeah. Call of Cthulhu, or I want to play like this World War Three like RPG, or I want to play a space one. He's like, I really want to play in a completely different setting uh, because there was talk of us trying Pathfinder 2, because we're all kind of curious about it. We've never played it. But he's like, I don't, you know, it would be different, but is it different enough from D&D yeah. that I'm like, oh, like, you know, and it's just another generic fantasy. Like, I can cast Fireball here, and I can cast Fireball here. I want yeah. something else where I have to, like, pilot a ship through an ozone layer on fire or something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and I agree. Uh, I, I want to play adventures. Call of Cthulhu and things like that. So I think... I think going in a different direction and invisible sun would be a very different direction. So, yeah, but that's it. Those are my, my gaming aspirations. Uh, then, I mean, we're already at a half hour mark, but Hey, we're talking. Um, (laughs) we had a DM from, uh, our discord gave us a really good question. Um, what do you want for D and D five E in 2021? And mm-hmm. so if you're on YouTube, uh, Nerd Immersion and WebDM specifically each made a video about this where they're just like, here's what I, here's my wish list for like what could happen with the brand of Dungeons and Dragons in 2021. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, you, this could be anything from like more miniatures, more books, more community engagement, more live events. Uh, what do you, what do you want, Lucian? Like what, what are your expectations or hopeful expectations? I'm hopeful that this is the year, 2021, that we get to see the animated shows that I know that have been getting worked on. Whether it's, I know Vox Machina has been going and they did their Kickstarter. I don't know if they're ready to release or when that happens, but I'm hoping it's this year. No? I, see I, I have shaking. no idea now that I think about it. <laughs> I guess you could go to the Kickstarter. They probably are doing updates and stuff. They but, probably, uh, yeah, they probably mentioned that. But I also thought there was a D&D cartoon being worked on that's not them. So I'm thinking like an animated show on Netflix because they do a ton of animated, really fun shows. Um, I would love to see a and not one built just for kids. Maybe maybe one that has adult tones to it. Maybe one that has some adult themes to it and really dives in, really does justice to uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but in an animated form so that people that can look at that and go, oh, that's what you guys have been doing on yeah. Wednesday night. He's like, yeah, we, we have to explain it. We have to describe it all, but that's really what's going on. Really cool fights and cool magic stuff happening and, and lots of cool dungeons being dealt and dragons being overcome, and, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just really cool stuff. Like some of those cutscenes, like the, the Baldur's gate three cutscenes when you're jumping into that game and it's showing the stuff that's going on, like a full length of that, you know, series of that would be super cool. I don't know how close we are to that. But that's what I would like. I think to see. animated would be better. Like uh, I think you know, so too, because Chris yeah. Pine has been tied to this D and D movie that they're going to make eventually. Yeah, and so a lot of people were like, "Is Chris Pine the new face of D and D and stuff?" And I was like, no. "I was like, I mean, good for him. He's a fine actor uh, and things like that." But I was like, "I I really wish it was this cool animated character." And I don't know why. I wonder if it's just going back to. I can immerse myself when I in the world a little better when I don't see all of the CG like and so yeah. that's why animated is kind of fun for me because it's like it's all the same and but I I really feel like a a you know 
series that's like here 10 episodes of this D&D show and then uh and I was talking to you about this in a previous episode of this show where mm-hmm. they really need to focus on the villains. Like the heroes could change all the time because that's what heroes do in the D&D world. Yeah, they're anyway. But like Vecna is Vecna and you know yeah. uh this you know this great lich over here or all of these like c- canonical awesome villains, Tiamat and things like that. Like those are the recognizable names that need to pull you in. And then you get to like these characters, but overall, like we all, you know, and I think back to critical role. Um, I'm not a big fan of critical role. Uh, not that I don't like it. I do like critical role. I'm saying I'm not a big fan because I am not very fanatic for them. Uh, and Mm -hmm. so I don't follow it a, a lot, but like, I know who Vecna is, you know? And so yeah. when they were just like, oh, yeah, season one, they were fighting. Oh, wow. Like, that's a big guy, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think from what I've seen of their animated stuff that they've shown as far as just their their little trailer thing, yeah. that all looks really good. It so looks really that's a good. show I would watch. I would that's a watch show it I would get in into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Amazon <laughs> picked it up already for further uh, seasons right. based so off I'm of how thinking. successful the Kickstarter was. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping for that this year. Um, book wise, what am I looking for? Book wise, I'm looking for a new campaign setting. I, I don't think I'll ever, ever, ever get it, but I really would love to see a new campaign setting that was devised by the current writers of Dungeons and Dragons mm. versus the current writers, Chris and Jeremy and all them always being forced to say, okay, we're going to do birthright this year this year we're bringing out birthright again so let's revamp that hey this year we're redoing uh curse of strahd so let's revamp that it's all stuff that other writers had created and they're coming along and modernizing for 5e i want to see them get their own campaign setting so so sometime down the road the gary gygax gets greyhawk we can say chris perkins gets this or jeremy crawford's setting is this you know and we know what that was and 5e needs its own setting instead of just regurgitating everything that came before it. Although saying that, I also, and I'm not, this is the controversial one I'll say for this one, I still want more Magic the Gathering tie-in books. I know not everybody likes them. I know not everybody's into bringing in the Magic the Gathering into the Dungeons and Dragons worlds, but I'm a fan that that appeals to. So Zendikar is coming. Yeah, so I I want that. Or, yeah, I love. I love the world of Magic the Gathering. I love the art of Magic the Gathering. And to get that stuff into a role-playing game, or they won't do it because it would compete, but if they had their own Magic the Gathering role-playing tabletop game that isn't the card game, I'd be into that too. But I don't think we'd get that. Yeah. Those are the things I would want in 2021 from Wizards of the Coast. Nice. Um, I... Those are good. I agree, Taylor. Those are good. Taylor says, Uh, 10 years from now... We're going to look back at 5e and we're going to lament the lack of an original setting. And I think that's true. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get it. And I think 5e would have been, they did a great job of fine tuning the rule set. They did a great job of making it, um, of expanding the community and making mm-hmm. it bigger and better. And people can come in and learn it and do it. And that whole time they didn't do an original setting to go with it, yeah. which is just a loss. So. Yeah, and they did for uh, 4E, and it was, yeah. it was a really interesting setting, and it had its own things, but yeah, 4E had its own problems. Yeah. Um, uh, you, what, oh, you, uh, I was going to say, oh, you need to watch The Dragon Prince. That's what people are saying in YouTube. Um, oh, yeah, it's on uh, Netflix, yeah. right? If you have, like, yeah, we're talking about list. a D&D show, you should watch yeah, The Dragon yeah, yeah. Prince. And I'm, well, I'm like, five or six episodes in, and it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scottish elves. That's all I have to say. It's very fun. <laughs> um, so, book-wise, I I want a magic item book. And I know these are, that's kind of silly, because you're like, it's a dime a dozen, Jordan. Go to DM's Guild or something like that. But no, the DM's Guild you. ones are... Some of them are good, and it's a good idea to get ideas for magic items, but, like, boy, some of them are just not not balanced. And, and I'm not a fan, like, I don't know if items need to be balanced, per se, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's fun to give your players this overpowered something or other. But uh, what, I, what I want specifically from a magic item book is uh, a bunch of magic items and then rules on how to make them and price yeah. them. So if you are running a high magic setting and I go to a store, I know how much a ring of protection is worth and not not the weird I mean it's like this big. It's like a little blip in the DMG on like they're worth like a range of I don't know, 500 to 5000. And you're like that's huge. Like that's a huge mm-hmm. range. Uh 
so it would be fun and it would be fun to know not how not just how to make them from a fantasy point like it would be cool to have rules of like you have to find a blueprint and you have to do this and then Mm -hmm. go scour magical items and then a three-day ritual you have a plus one sword uh but also from a dm standpoint here's the formula we use to say a legendary item will have this this and this and a common item will have this this and this so yeah i think that would be a lot of fun um and like if it's a small weapon that you can throw it's going to do a d4 of damage if it's mm-hmm. like you know a long sword t- you can do a d8 of damage and yeah so that is something i would like to see i would also like to see a forgotten realms sandbox book so not another adventure but something like storm king's thunder campaign setting book <laughs> um i can't well yeah a campaign setting book but i don't know if i fully need a campaign setting book but i would like uh if you just wanted to walk around the realms and what happens if I run into this hex? And that's why I say sandbox. So if I am running, let's say I'm running, uh, I don't know, Icewind Dale or Storm King's Thunder or something like that set in the realms, Baldur's Gate, then when my players go left, I can, I know what's over there. And that's, that Mm -hmm. would be fun to just have this big thing that you could explore or something that helps me create what's over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so just a, a sandboxy book, I think would be a lot of fun just for, yeah, just yeah, for like DMs that. and very useful. And then it also could double as, cause wizards likes to double books. Like here's, here's an adventure and some lore. Here's a monster book and some lore, you know, things like that. They don't, they don't just mm-hmm. give you the lore book cause they, I think they know that that won't sell as well. Um, but, uh, if it was a forgotten realms campaign guide slash, here's all these mini adventures you can go on in the world of the forgotten realms. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like a manual of the planes and it's weird because we have so many and it's good, but like to really solidify the five Feywild wild shadow fell, which is a four E thing in now in five E and just how it all interacts and you know, who actually rules which layer of hell in Avernus mm-hmm. in this current timeline. Uh, it would be, it would be cool to just have, um, an actual, yeah, like, and, yeah. and here are the ways to get there and here are the adventures you can have there. Kind of like a sandbox thing that I was talking about earlier. Like if I go to, you know, uh, the Modron place, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, if I go to home of the Modrons, here's an adventure I can have there. Uh, Mechanus. Thank you. Mechanus. <laughs> Um, so yeah, those are the three that I want. Yeah, so. I can only think of sigil <laughs> that popped in my head. And I'm like, no, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, so for you didn't have a full setting. Just the Netir veil is what people are saying. Oh, I thought that was the setting because it changed the, uh, it changed the astral plane to the astral plane and the elemental chaos. And the abyss was in the elemental chaos and all of that, all of that changed in four E not a, Five or not a third edition tree of life thing that sprang like they rebuilt all of that. So I thought that that and the gods were all different and stuff. So I thought it was a whole new setting, but maybe I'm wrong. So I and that's I, during I, the I, time of like the cataclysm, right? Where they decide to is that in third edition or is that fourth edition where they introduce the the big tear into the forgotten realms and magic goes all wonky and yeah the yeah the spell plague yeah. the spell plague yeah yep. yeah. yeah. But that that's we were so they were saying that uh Nitir Vale was a location. It wasn't a um a, a uh, whole campaign setting. But I was thinking that that's what I thought was the whole campaign setting because of the shake up to the gods and things like that. So but I gotcha. could be wrong. Um anyway. I bet we'll get a Jordan video after all. I should I should that. probably do a video on <laughs> Nitir Vale. That'd be interesting. Um And then last but not least, I'd love uh, more community involvement in live events, but I think that's because I'm biased and I just want to get invitations to go to cool things. So that's all. I I want that for you too. (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny off those two lists that we didn't mention that I think would have been mentioned in any other year, but this one uh, was we probably would have been saying stuff like, oh, more more class stuff, more subclass stuff. But all of a sudden... I think we both are at that point where we feel like, okay, I think there's a pretty good amount. I don't think I need a book of yeah. 22 no, more I'm, subclasses. I'm at the point, I think I'm, I'm yeah. pretty good. <laughs> I'm at the point where with with subclasses and extra abilities and, and, uh, feats and spells stuff, yeah. and things like that, to a to an extent, uh, I feel anything. I feel like I almost need to restrict now. 
Like if I'm going to run yeah. a game, I'm like, here are the races I don't want in this. And, right. he, you know, and, and not, not, not classes necessarily, because everybody wants to, I want to play this. And it's like, okay, we'll find out how to make your weird shadow sorcerer work. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's so many options now that, uh, I feel like you could be a fighter, rogue, bard, and you're all playing a thief, you know, yeah. depending, like you're all, you're all a different kind of thief, but you could all, you could all play that thief using any of those. And so it's kind of, I don't know, it'd be interesting to do like a thieves guild where it's like, no, we're all thieves, but he's the sorcerer thief and he's this thief. And they all use yeah. their skills for thievery because that's kind of how uh, fifth edition has gone in a way. So, yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. So, <laughs> so those are for what we're looking forward to. Yeah. Those are the things that we're hoping to see. Those are the things that we're hoping to do. That brings us over to what normally would be our next segment, which was Bardic Inspiration. But I threw a curveball at uh, Jordan this morning, and I said, how about for 2021, we maybe bring it over to the community and we say, hey, what if we want to change this section into something? Because we've been doing campaign setting ideas. Campaign ideas are things we've been inspired by. And so we've done at least 45, 50 of those or more over all the different sessions. I mean, we're on episode 145, and I can't even remember when we introduced Bardic Inspiration. Um, but it's been a lot of ideas, and I think that's great and cool. But it's also have kept we could a, use a list. Yeah, I, I should have. Go I'm not going to well, we go back through. Notes. I guess, I, yeah. <laughs> but you don't write half the time, so. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. Yeah, I, I have it in my head a lot of times. Um, so we thought, well, one, what could we do at this section that you guys think would be cool? Um, a couple of things we were throwing out there were things that might help players, things that might help Dungeon Masters still, but something different. Um, so we have a couple of ideas we've floated around ourselves, but we also want to get your guys' feedback on what else we could do with this section and make it something new for 2021. So that we're, we're evolving the show. The show changes a little bit, and there's, there's a feel to 2020 was this type of show, and then maybe 2021 has a little bit of different structure in it, a little bit of different things yeah. going on in it. Things that you guys want to hear about, uh, you know, so tell us some of your ideas what a good segment might be. Uh, the segment for Bardic Inspiration for me was always designed to be something that me and Jordan could talk about for about 10 to 15 minutes within the show. And it would inspire or help others be inspired. So that was what it was before. But you guys can think of, you know, here, here, do this segment that's based on this. And this is why you would want to do it. And here's a cool idea. And it could still be called uh, Bardic Inspiration. Um, We were, we were things that we were, and and maybe, maybe we won't change it. If you guys really like this, we can still keep coming up with ideas. Uh, I think uh, Lucian just felt that it was like, are we doing a lot of repeats lately? And we probably were. Or we're about to. Or we're getting to that point. We got to 2021. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah. So. Just ideas, but one of the things we were talking about is we've both been reading a lot of RPGs, and it's like, what is something from another RPG you could steal or adapt to 5e? That could um, be a cool and, and things yeah. like that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. So if you have any ideas of what you might be interested in listening to, whether that is uh, coming up with a campaign idea, a mechanic, a, mm-hmm. a a player like we were even talking about like how would you make peter pan in dungeons and dragons 5e or something like that uh mm-hmm. let us know in the comments below or in the chat um yeah monster of the week we were talking about that too like what kind we of thought about that actually that would be a uh thank you uh gary um that would be a really cool segment to if we just flipped randomly to a monster and then it was like, how do you Discussed make a it? campaign around that monster? Oh, that could be a lot of fun. I like where your idea is going. That because be that's just like the idea is that we're letting the creativity happen. So we're just like it's spontaneous. It's, it's not something that Jordan has to put in 20 hours to get ready for each show every week. That's, you know, we don't want something that's that crazy. But <laughs> but that's a cool idea. I'd like that idea. So, that if we'd have came up with that 10 minutes before the show, we might be doing <laughs> that right now. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe maybe we'll do something like that. Give us um, your ideas. But, yeah, feel free. I mean, I'm not – we're not – we're just Tweet being us. open is what it is. Uh, we're not yeah. trying to, to uh, pressure you guys into making us – Make your own show, Jordan and Lucian. Uh, that's not what it is. But we just thought, hey, what are you doing? Um, yep. So uh, I guess we, we can. Well, we can talk a little bit about um, some some PC gaming, apparently, because Lucian's been playing some PC gaming. <laughs> um, well, are we at a my? We're going to my games, or do you want to do your games? No, we'll go you ahead did and do stuff. Yours. That's fine. 
I was right, curious well, what you're playing, and I wanted to talk to you more about uh, Caves of, of, of Cude. Oh, God, yeah. Quad, quad, I don't know well, what it is. this showed up in the mailbox for me. Oh, so wow. I've been reading Warhammer Soulbound, okay. the role-playing game. This is their Age of Sigmar role-playing game that they put out. Uh, Cubicle 7. I love Cubicle 7 people. I've been reading through it. I'm a big Warhammer fantasy role-play fan, but mm-hmm. I'm also like the 40K world. That is a big world, and too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they've they've got their novels and stuff. It's crazy. Is huge, and their novels. They've got some really good authors. Dan Abnett, if you haven't read some of that stuff, is a really good writer. So if you pick up some of his uh, 40k stuff, it's really good. But I'm I'm always enamored by it. They've got great artists, and it's a great you know European look at dark gothic mm-hmm. fantasy, dark gothic sci-fi. You know they like to put that dark gothic overreaching stuff into it. I love it. So I've been reading this a little bit, and I'm still going through a little bit of the the realms of Tyranoth, which is that campaign setting for the Genesis system from Fantasy Flight. So those are the two things I've been reading. I have them right here next to my desk as I get some time. And then this week, because our DM, Australian DM, uh, is on vacation, so we didn't get to play um, Dungeon of the Mad Mage. So we've all been talking about it. The players have been on Discord constantly talking about it. <laughs> like, we all were there just typing to each other on Tuesday night, which is our normal night, because, you know, it's just so used to us being together that that's what we were doing. And, uh, but, so I, what I also did is I'm reading some of the RPGs I'm looking at. I want to maybe play or try some of these. Um, and the other thing is just trying to go through my Steam list of all the games i buy like on winter sales and summer sales yeah. and autumn sales because i'll buy stuff that's six and seven and eight dollars and go oh this is good this is good this is good but now i have like this list of 250 games and i've maybe played a hundred of them but i still got 150 that i bought yeah. and thought this is cool and i haven't got to so they call that the pile of time, shame i don't know if you yeah know that. normally this time i'm diving into my pile of shame <laughs> and slowly working through because if i bought it i have to play it that's my my rule i don't know when i'm gonna get to it i don't know if i'll ever catch up so i've been playing some of those things and i've gotten some of my racing games off of my list i bought the crew two a while back um i bought some um uh, mud runners which is another kind of simulated game running through swamps and muds with trucks and stuff a lot of a lot of simulation driving games with my controller which i've, I've been into for this week and then fantasy wise i've been looking at i watched matt coville play on uh, new year's eve night he played net hack yeah <laughs> with his community and i was into that and so i've got that page up because i was thinking about downloading net hack and going through and playing it because that's like that's as Dungeons and Dragons as you can get. Um, but we were also talking about Caves of Cud, which looked really good. And yeah. then there's some other ones like Children of Morta. And there's a lot of games in that genre that's a, that isolated top-down game. It's RPG style. Um, and you usually have like your, your Japanese style version of that which is your final fantasies and your dragon quests and all that but then but there is another group that's the non kind of eastern culture influence on that which are the like the caves of cud and the uh, undungeon and these other ones that are are interesting isometric rpgs that are out there so i've been looking at a bunch of those so steam has kept me busy over the last week and i've been doing a bunch of those i'm excited to get back to dungeon the mad mage i'm I can't remember if we're on for next Tuesday or not, but we had just finished up beating Xanathar. So when we come back, that was like our, our episode finale was the fight with Xanathar nice. and we beat him. And then we get to come back in the aftermath of what, what happens when you beat Xanathar and what's going to happen from then on. So we are excited to get back to that and get back to doing some games and stuff. Cool. So, but what about Jordan? So you've had this whole holiday, your, your games have been on hiatus as far as I remember. Yeah, uh, well, I I actually Your campaigns, started, I guess. I started playing um, my Wild Mount game again, which has been fun. Oh, um, Josh, and then, Josh, yeah. uh, but Rod of Seven Parts is done and complete, so I haven't ran a game since Dece- since uh, early December, yeah. uh, which has been uh, nice. And then, you know, mostly of December, I've been doing a video a day, which was insane. Uh, and I'm very proud of myself. Tell us about that it's, whole thing. 30, well, it's, 30 it's, videos, yeah, right? 30, 30 videos. I actually did 31 videos because November 30th, I released a video. Oh, okay. Um, and then I started the challenge on the first. 
So mm-hmm. I would always record it the evening before, edit it, and then get it up there. And, and yeah, and it just kind of became a uh, – so in my mind, I was going to do a bunch of videos at once. So I'm like, okay, this Saturday I'm going to hammer out like two or three challenges, and right. then I'll have three videos banked, and I can get some other stuff done, and it'll be – and that never worked out. It was always like, <laughs> it's 9 p.m. I got to do this. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was good. It was a fun little challenge and I had a good time with it. Um, it, I, I ended up using this web writer challenge, which is more for novels mm-hmm. and that didn't translate to, uh, a fantasy setting as much as I wanted it to, uh, because there were a lot of, there were a lot of days where we were supposed to focus on, um, the characters and the plots. And I shifted those to working on like NPCs and stuff. But in the mm-hmm. end, I'm like, your players are the heroes. They're the ones coming up with their backstory. And, you yeah. know, I'm not doing that for them. Uh, right. But I, I needed, I realized that I, I said, but you need to have tools for them to create a backstory. So if they want to be the urchin kid, then who are they working with? Like who, what happened to their parents and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And so was there a war, you know? And so I was coming up with stuff like that. Um it was it was exhausting, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, in in the end, I I'm happy I did it, and I am happy that I can say that I do it. But I or did it, but I'm I'm excited to get back to doing just some like regular lore videos again. It'll be fun. So so, so. no other thirty day challenge on the horizon at the uh, moment. No, Is not on the saying? horizon. But we have been talking. The there's been a a small but really active community that was engaged with the Endegar world building. And Mm -hmm. they didn't want it to end. So I think what we'll do is if I start playing games in Endegar, then I'm going to have like monthly, maybe twice a month, uh, little recap videos where I'll be like, here's the current state of this. And we can talk about what I've been changing and what I've been working on. And so, yeah. Uh, But but yeah, I've been doing that. And then um, uh, Indoor Adventure contacted me and said, hey, last year you ran a Dungeon Crawl Classics holiday game. Um, where, you know, people had to save Christmas. And I was like, yeah, that was fun. He's like, do you want to do it again? And I'm like, I actually just bought the uh, Goodman Games Dungeon Crawl Classics 2020 holiday special game, um, (laughs) which is really funny. Uh, And the whole game is that you are... It came with pre-generated characters, which I think was the best part, because it was like Mrs. Claus, um, a reindeer named Fireball, uh, a snowman... And a, um, uh, like, a winter frost guy. His, his mm-hmm. name was just Winter, but he was a wizard. Uh, but he was supposed to be, like, this evil frost guy. Um, and so our players were just running around like that. Uh, but, yeah, they, they are basically in a claymation DCC special uh, gotcha. where Father Christmas uh, of Christmastown is very sick. And mm-hmm. um, he is dying. And it is because the Yule light is fading. Um, and so you have to go figure out, well, what's wrong with the Yule light? And it turns out that the Grinch has stolen the Yule light and he of is course. he's causing all these problems. So they had to go on a, a little a bunch of little side quests to find out where the Grinch was. And then they they finally got to the Grinch and they had a big battle and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and, and we had a really good time. So yeah, it was just a silly little thing. You can catch that on the, the VODs over on Indoor Adventures channel. Um, and thank you again, Mr. Indoor, for letting us, uh, run your channel for the evening. Uh, and that was with, uh, Lex Mandrake and LB Hackamup was in that, um, Danae Keener and RJ Justice. Uh, they're really fun people. Yeah. The regular crew from Indoor. And then, uh, Lex was like, I want to play DCC. And we're like, okay. (laughs) So we'll let you play Lex. It was a lot of fun. Um, we had, we had good times and, uh, I hadn't run a game in a while, so it was really fun to just, like, run something, you know? And I I love... I think DCC is really great for those just silly games like that. Like, the Halloween ones are always kind of just silly like that. And there was a new spell called Dentalmancy, where you could cast really good teeth on players. And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, But anyway. Um, And then uh, my Wildmount game, uh, this this was a fun magic item that I I don't know if it's in Wildmount or if our DM came up with it, but our rogue has this evil dagger, and every time she kills somebody with it, like a a monster or something, uh, it it talks to her, and it's like, oh, that's awesome, good job, and it just keeps, (laughs) like, encouraging her to kill more people, and she's like, okay, weird dagger, but you're a really good dagger, so I don't know. Well, we, we... Finally, we're fighting this uh, cultist tiefling guy, 
and she got the killing blow on him and the dagger started getting like white hot and she dropped it and a demon popped out. And then the demon looked at us and then just started running and we're like, what? (laughs) And so we're trying to catch this thing before it like runs away and we ended up catching it. So I think we're going to try and interrogate it. Uh, But along with this tiefling that uh, she killed, he had a giant white dragon with him um, that the cleric banished. So the dragon disappeared, but we'll be back in 45 (laughs) seconds. So uh, we, we left the game with in 45 seconds, a giant dragon is going to appear. What do you want to do? And we're all like, Mm -hmm. uh, and so we've had a a week to think about it. So of course I have not thought of it at all, Um, but it'll, (laughs) it'll be good. Yeah. No plan You just go in guns a blazing. Um, But that'll be a lot of fun to, to play in that. We're going to do that tonight. I think unless, uh, unless we can't play, I'm not sure. So we'll see. Um, I always hear about like two o'clock, whether we're going to play or not. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's good times. Um, And then Dodger Call Classics is always fun. And then I've just been reading a lot of stuff. Uh, Take your drink. Yeah, take a drink. Been reading um, the the basic rules and stuff for D&D because that's been kind of interesting to see like where it came from. And then Mm -hmm. I was talking about the basic rules because I got these PDFs called Old School Essentials which is like a reimagining of the original basic rules. And so I read through that to kind of get a feel for like, basically, well, LB's here. All right, LB. Oh, hello, LB. Hi. But yeah, they took uh, uh, Necrotic Gnome as the publisher and they took the original BX rules for basic expert rules for D&D, but they were, those were written so uh, convoluted that they basically cleared up all the language and organized it all nice and pretty. Um, so it was fun to read that. And then through reading that, I found a guy on Facebook that was like, Hey, uh, I'll run you through basic fantasy. And I was like, well, what's that? So then I went and if you Google basic fantasy, there is another open source role-playing game that, uh, a community is keeping alive through, through writing modules for them and stuff like that. And it's another reimagining of the basic rules. Um, and so he said, well, I'm going to run a one shot tomorrow which was January 1st. And I'm like, oh, I'm running a DCC game that night. I can't. And he's like, okay, how about next Friday? And I'm like, oh, awesome. So next Friday I'll be playing in this BX game. Um, I need to read the rules a little more thoroughly and probably build a character slash. I need to talk to this guy and just understand mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but I don't know him very well. He's just a, a DCC fan that saw that I was reading uh, ba- old school essentials and he wanted to run a game for me. So it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> very cool. So despite not having, a game that I'm running, I'm actually been keeping pretty busy. So it's been fun. Very cool. I'm keeping my uh, schedule open just in case LB decides to stream a game and she needs a player. Cause I heard her making some grumblings about, she might run a game. On oh, it, what? So. <laughs> See, <laughs> LB, you running games. Yeah, uh, maybe Do you need, oh, uh, she, she's laughing in chat right now. You need a, a, <laughs> I don't know, a spunky kobold who likes to steal things. <laughs> yes. Spurt. <laughs> Now, what was their cobalt name? Uh, Dirk. Yeah. Dirk. 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 He was a great um, show up. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. She says not until March. All right. Oh. We'll put the pressure on her. <laughs> With enough pressure, that's a February. Easy. Yeah. Easy. easy. We can start making characters now, though, right? Yeah, that's exactly. The... <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be fun. So uh, I also, uh, LB, since you're watching, I really want you to run Monster of the Week for me. Because that is a game I have never played. And I am, after listening to uh, the Adventure Zone, um, mm-hmm. they did uh, a really good rendition of Monster of the Week. And I loved I loved that that story. So I think it'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, But yeah. Um, I think that's okay. our show. Again, if you guys have comments, sure. uh, if you want to change up Bardic Inspiration, let us know what you guys want us to chat about. Um, otherwise, we might just start talking about monsters. I kind of like that idea a lot. Yeah, we can talk about one down. Uh, like the history of the monster slash mo- mostly how would you use this in a how would, how would you build you a campaign yeah. around what, it? Could you a, do or a it? one shot or something? That'd be yeah, a lot what of fun. pops up? What and monsters make it are random almost to where we don't even know. Like you just open the book and you're like this one. <laughs> oh, you know, if someone I want to code a, a spinning wheel or something, they have those on Twitch overlays. Oh, and it would be cool be if we could get like, and it just does page numbers. And then we open the page and we're like, okay, we're talking let's about bronze dragons today. <laughs> I like that. It. That'd be a lot of fun. 
Uh, we'll see how much time I have because I'm very busy. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for liking, subscribing, um, and all of that other Commenting. stuff. We really Tweet appreciate it. Um, it really helps out everything. Tweeting about the show using the mm-hmm. hashtag Saturday Morning D&D Show. Uh, and with that, we'll be back next week with more 2021 goodness of uh, Saturday Morning D&D Show. Goodbye, everybody. Our intro and outro music is 8-Bit March by Twin Musicom, licensed under Creative Commons. Check out their website at www.twinmusicom.org.